In this next session, we're going to look at some of the phrasing, some of the words, some of the expressions that King David uses in Psalm 22, much as we did with Psalm 24, to see what we can incorporate in our prayer lives to enrich it. Um, and we're not going to... We're going to keep this session rather short. We're not going to unpack or necessarily go into the details of the certain phrases or wording or expressions. We'd like to encourage everyone to take these verses or these expressions or the wordings and really spend some time, time in prayer meditating on what they mean, how they could be applicable, the beauty of it, the worth of praying this back to God. Um, as a side note, uh, we'd like to remind everyone that we are allowed to pray with our eyes open. So this means that we can feel more than comfortable to keep our Bibles with us while we pray. And when we know which scriptures, which specific phrases or words are applicable in prayer, we can mark them for ourselves or you know, make a note of where they are. And as we pray, we are more than allowed to read uh, the phrases as we pray and pray it back. Um, I think oftentimes believers feel that, you know, if we want to be really effective in prayer or really want to pray a worthy prayer, then it has to be flowing from the heart. It cannot be something premeditated or preconstructed. We want to kind of in the moment, you know, uh, express our heart and our gratitude and our praise and our worship to the Lord. Um, which isn't wrong. That's not, it's not wrong at all. But we also are going to acknowledge the fact that sometimes in certain areas we just aren't as mature as King David, for instance, is or was here. So a good example would be, say the Queen of England invited you over for high tea on Sunday afternoon and today is Friday. The chances of anyone responding with an, I'm sorry, I can't do it this Sunday because I first have to go and grow a rose garden so that the flowers I bring you can come from my own garden because to bring you flowers from a shop would feel like an insult to me. I really want it to be something personal but worthy of your stature and your class. Um, that probably wouldn't fly. You, your invite would probably go out the window. So... There would be absolutely nothing wrong with ordering flowers from a florist or going to a field and, you know, picking some wild flowers that are beautiful, that are available, just because of, you know, the inability to grow your own flowers in two days. And so we want to apply the same concept to, to our prayer lives. There's nothing wrong with if I don't have the words yet, if I'm not confident in my expressions if I haven't grown to a maturity level of understanding uh, the full word and the application of all the word, then sometimes I'm going to you know, miss something in prayer and not be able to express it properly in its full application. And so there's nothing wrong with referencing the friend of God in his prayers and using his phrases, his expressions, his wording that we know was acceptable to the Lord because he does call him his friend and then praying this back to the Lord. And so you could even make a list, take a book or a piece of paper, write down some of the phrases, some of the verses, some of the wordings that you would like to express to the Lord in prayer. And then as you pray, refer to it, read it, take your time, 
our prayers are never we're never meant to impress the Lord. It's it's intimate fellowship time that we have with the Lord. And so you don't have to feel like you're going to do something wrong if you just glance down at your at your notes. Mm. Um, right, so 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 we would like to encourage everyone to read through and meditate on the phrases that we will lift out now. Think about how you can use it in prayer, how you can maybe even build out on it, um, you can refer back to the session we did on, on phrases and wording used from Psalm 24, and you could even see how it compares uh, where things kind of overlap, where it follows the same kind of trend, and see if you can even combine some of these phrases and wordings, because it creates a safe space for us to move in within prayer. So we don't feel like we're going to pray something wrong, because we know that if David prayed it, then it must be valid. Mm. So it creates actually creates more of a freedom to be able to use words that we're confident will be well accepted by the Lord. Mm. Um, right, so do you have anything to add or shall I just take us through some of the... Just take us through, right. uh, just, uh, just to be clear that we didn't try to mine every single uh, yeah. usable um, syllable out of the Psalms. We uh, tried to lift the ones that were flow easily mm. uh, and um, highlight the ones that I think would easily be incorporated into our everyday thinking mm. and our everyday speaking mm. and so later on this should become uh, almost second nature to mm. it'll just flow mm. it'll become part of your vocabulary your mm. way of thinking and later on it will become just natural yes right so Psalm 22 Let's start with verse 3, 4, and 5. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. The way that you would use this would rather be to break it up in the short, short uh, little segments. And so isolate verse 3, but you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Mm -hmm. You could literally uh, use this as part of most of your prayer, mm. prayer ability, praises, um, uh, in any response to God. This is one of those phrases mm. that you later on can just uh, make your own. Mm. Okay. So break it up in phrases, forget that it's a verse. Just yeah. an idea. Yeah. Then, um, whenever you are in a situation where you're going to uh, confirm and reaffirm your trust in mm. uh, Yahweh, uh, this comes in handy. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you del delivered them. And we are, the Bible says, those who are of faith are the, of, are the seed of Abraham. And so we can very um, freely consider Father Abraham as our father, and so, although we're not Jews, um, mm. just, Abraham was not Jewish either, so, <laughs> we could use this. Okay, see how it works. Yeah, and just, mm. I, I, I know we said that we weren't going to go in, in depth, uh, but I'd just like to, for instance, lift out here, that the, the trend that verses 3, 4, and 5 kind of follow, if we compare that to Psalm 24, we see again there's that kind of a reference to holiness. So in Psalm 24, there was the reference to the holy place. 
and then the kind of the process of salvation. So the reference to a the saving, the salvation part of God's character. Mm. And uh, so here we can see some something similar in the trend that, that King David follows. And so this is also helpful because if we can confirm and reconfirm, then we also grow in confidence in, in using the same kind of wording and flow in our own prayer lives. Mm. Just a note, <clears throat> so we did not include verse 6 in the list. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's under very rare circumstances. And we should avoid this becoming a regular part of our thinking mm. and responses to God. Because we have been justified and we and then righteousness have been imputed to us. Yes. There would be circumstances, very rarely, where it would not be completely um, unbecoming to use a phrase in prayer like, Lord, I'm a worm. Okay, but this is definitely not a mindset that we should be walking in. No, so we did not include verse 6 yeah. uh, in the list. This is not the kind of mindset we are trying to mm. activate and um, cultivate. Mm. Okay. Right, then we're actually going to skip all the way to verse 22. Um, and it reads, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Again, this is one of those phrases or phrasings that you can use under most circumstances or most uh, variations of prayer. Verse 23. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All your descendants of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all your offspring of Israel. So, if any of you have ever wondered, how do I intercede for the global body? Mm. Let's call it the, the church globally. And we're not talking about the Christian world, we're talking about the elect remnant of God. Mm. So, those of all denominations and countries and languages and tongues, uh, how do we pray for them? This is one of those things that you can pray um, in relation to interceding for the seed. You could um, incorporate, incorporate it like this. Uh, Lord, in the Spirit, I pray together with my brethren. That, and, I, and I want to pray, Lord, encourage them by your Spirit. You who fear the Lord, praise Him. In these days where times are difficult and economically many will suffer mm. across the earth where many will be kept from freely um, uh, practicing the faith and uh, going out with the word of God let us pray together in the spirit and we ask Lord that as my words go up in uh, a very limited way that it will reach into the spiritual realm and refrain uh, all you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all your offspring of Israel. This is um, effective because it's basically where, what King David does. Mm -hmm. And even today when it refrains in our hearts, we feel included. Mm. And we have a mighty man of God over uh, the distance and the separation of time 
encouraging us today. Mm. And it's almost like He's speaking right to your heart and your mind and your identity in it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I read it and I go like, I better respond mm. when I read it. I better respond to King David in, in, in a form of that will honor His authority. And go like, okay, I will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to ignore you, King. Yes. Um, David, it's a command. It's... And so this is um, a very simple way for us to to shift our stance and interact with the great cloud of witnesses. Okay, mm-hmm. so we didn't we didn't lift out much more than that, did we? No. Lastly, there's verse twenty-seven. Uh, all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. In verse 28, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Now for yourselves, you can go and read. um, Okay, so just first of all, how would you pray? How would you pray personally 27 and 28? How would you incorporate it into your prayer? Well, I think for me... um, this is obviously always true, but specifically true, will it be true in the, in the future when the Lord returns to the earth to rule and reign for a thousand years? And so I think this is a good way these kind of phrases uh, or expressions would be healthy in our prayer lives in cultivating an eternity mindset. So mm. cultivating a faith uh, response mm. in prayer. So... Even though it might not be true now, I know that it will be true because God's will will be done. And so um, I think for me, in praying this and not changing the tenses, not saying, Lord, this will be true one day, but kind of praying, Lord, I know your will is that all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. Uh, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. And then kind of you can, it doesn't have to be complicated. Lord, according to this, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That kind of is probably where I would have gone. Wow. Yeah, as part of the kingdom on earth, thousand year reign, eternity mindset, wonderful. Mm. Maybe even yeah. kind of a looking forward to his return. Lord, we long for your return. Let this be true. Let your, mm. yeah. Even then, uh, verse 25 uh, would be wonderful Mm. in that context. Um, My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. And uh, this is the great assembly that is the, firstly, the great assembly in the thousand year reign. Mm. Secondly, the great assembly of those who wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. And we know that there's multitudes dressed in white robes. Mm. Um, and, and so I can end my positioning here in incompleteness on earth. So my praises will be of, your, of you. My praises will be of you. And when I say of you, because I've well informed myself of the true name, the true nature of God, mm. the true work of God, the finished work of God, the true relationship between the Father and the Son, the true identity and character and fullness of Messiah, Mm. who the Holy Spirit truly is in eternity. When I say my praise will be of you in the assembly, it means 
so much. Mm. Mm. And mm. so let's close mm. with that and um, enjoy, just go and enjoy it.